Wes and Bill here from the Carolina Outdoors hoping that you'll support us as we rappel for the kids on October 5th with Over the Edge Charlotte. Head over to jessebrowns.com event page to donate with proceeds going to the education needs of the underserved in our community through the NASCAR Foundation. Jesse Browns and the Carolina Outdoors are excited to partner with the NASCAR Foundation and hope you'll join in. Links again at jessebrowns.com event page. Wes Lawson and Bill Barty here on the Carolina Outdoors. Always exciting times. We're glad that you're joining us and hope that you find something to participate in outdoors, whether it be a walk around your neighborhood, maybe a hike in an area park, maybe go camping or fly fishing, or maybe travel to a faraway place that you never thought that you would get to go to. Go ahead and seize the day and participate in that. Wes, that's part of what we try to do is get people to adventure Mm -hmm. a little bit more. But that takes a, a changing mindset depending on whatever your pursuit is. Yeah, it, it does. Um, I mean, not just from planning it, but committing to going. And then also once you're there doing that activity, you don't want it to be like meeting your heroes where you regret it. You want to have fun the whole time. <laughs> Even if things go wrong, that's what makes it an adventure sometimes. Well, uh, meeting your hero, meeting your heroes and regretting it, that is a, a real thing. It is. And for that reason, I don't really want to meet any heroes no you think they'd be a lot taller and they wouldn't smell bad or they'd be nice but sometimes they're just human beings you know <laughs> so true so let's talk a little bit about differing mindsets for differing pursuits and Wes I can throw these things out there and we can talk about them especially I found myself at Jesse Brown's outdoors the other day in an outfitting situation getting someone who was a fly f- fishing person mm-hmm. Um, who wanted to step in a little bit more. He was going to buy his next fly rod, so then he was going to have two. And um, he had different ideas of how he was going to use that. And it reminded me about how you do have to switch not just your equipment, but your mental game as Mm -hmm. well. So, for instance, a, a ski boat versus a sailboat. We can appreciate how that would change Yeah, the expectation mentally, not just physically, or maybe a day hike Mm -hmm. versus a backpacking trip. Mm, Yeah. One is, uh, you know, lighter and easier, and you know that there may be a glass of wine or a soft bed or a warm shower at the end of. The other one, you have a campsite setting up your tent, getting that heavy pack off your back, and planning out the next day's route, possibly. Uh, how far you may go and where you may get water, that sort of thing. But there are different types of fishing trips, and, and I wanted to bring them out there. We have many people who are in early fall here in the Carolina outdoors who may be backing that bass boat up at many of our uh, area uh, um, um, places, sure. backing it in, getting the boat in. Um, so conventional fishing, you know, you've got the boat, you've got fish finders, and you've got the gear to work bait Versus fly fishing and the different types of fly fishing, mm. of course, uh, delayed harvest waters are about to open up. There are 30-plus different waters in western North Carolina that are going to open up to catch and release fishing, which oftentimes ends up being a nymph yeah. drifting through a, 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 you know, a longer drift versus 
maybe predator fishing. We've talked yeah. to, to Dave Bergman about stripping these streamers through for muskie. How different is that versus blue lining, which is right. a whole nother game. What about the, the mental mind change, the expectation change, just in those three freshwater pursuits, not even talking about sight fishing in saltwater? You know, I think when, when you go from being sort of bass boat bound with uh, all the electronics that help you find fish versus Spring Creek or Freestone Creek, where we're really kind of, you know, we're looking for riffles. We don't have the technology to tell us where fish are. We have instincts where we think they should be. Um, it's it's totally different. I mean, they're, they're not even the same citrus fruit. With, you know, a boat and electronics, you need that in most cases because we can't look into that water and say, that's a good hole or there's structure there. You know, Lake Wiley, Lake Norman, Lake Matamuskeet, places like that, we have to have that. Otherwise... We're spending a lot of time rocking back and forth in the boat, which is nice, but we're hoping the fish finds us. Um, and we might also be using four or five or six different rods. We might have one of those spider rigs set up where you mm-hmm. have four or six rods that each person is manning, or it's an active retrieve on big rattle baits and things, versus if we're doing delayed harvest trout fishing, so a totally different scenario, a more delicate presentation on a significantly smaller artificial lure, a very small fly. We're trying not to make a whole bunch of noise. We have an idea where that fish should be, but we don't really know. Um, The hook set is totally different. The fight is, both fights are exciting, but they're different. I mean, the whole, we have to approach them so much differently because on a fly rod, especially, things are going to break if we do it wrong. I mean, equipment's going to break. Let me ask you this question, and we're talking about different mindsets for different pursuits in the outdoors, the Carolina outdoors or beyond. Wes Lawson there, Bill Barty here. Is one a little bit more relaxing, not right or mm. wrong, and, and uh, this day of identity? Everyone yeah. has and owns their identity. Well, it happens in fishing, too, where people are conventional fishermen, people are freshwater fishermen, people are fly fishermen, people are musky fishermen or predator-type fishing. Um, Is one more work-related, like what you just described on a boat with with eight different, you know, uh, rods rigged and in the water versus a babbling brook deep in the woods someplace with you and a fly? Yeah, you know, both can be a whole bunch of fun. Both can be wildly frustrating. There's no way around that. But from a mindset standpoint, I think any time we get in a boat and we've got 200 horsepower motors moving us around, that's exciting. There's there's no way around that. That's fun. But when we have to hike in through semi-maintained trails or game trails uh, to a stream that is... 10, 12, 14, 20 feet wide. We feel the water on us intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a different, that's, there's, that maybe is a little bit more, maybe relaxing. Um, to me, that is more like stalking big game than catching fish because we don't want to disturb. We're observing the environment. We're picking up rocks to figure out what oh. kind of bugs are in here. Do I have something that looks like that in my, in my fly box? Um, 
both have their place. Both are wonderful, and I'm not for or against one more than the other. But it, it is a different way to spend your time. Um, you know, if you are a highly caffeinated, hard-charging go-getter, fly fishing for our native brook trout might be what you need to help calm down. But it may be a little bit harder initially because it is a slower pace, and we are paying a little bit more attention to very small details Whereas boat-based freshwater fishing, you are kind of playing the odds a little bit, putting out different kinds of baits in different places, trying to pull critters out of out of structure or from different depths too, based on uh, water temperature, oxygen oxygen levels, and things like that. Both have a lot of nuance to them, though. I'm glad you said that. And of course, Wes Lawson there, Bill Barty here. This all came about from outfitting someone. Um, who is stepping a little bit deeper into the sport of fly fishing. And I heard myself coaching him on how to add that new rod, that new reel, that new uh, to his quiver, if you will, of, of fly rod uh, and reel selection in, that he would have in his inventory. He's going on a trip to Belize. There you go. You better Belize it. <laughs> and that is happening next year. But as I was talking about this fly rod in this particular case, I heard these different opportunities that he is he's investing in. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's all in. He gets it. He's already been fishing. He's had a, a long, multiple decades long fishing career, but now he's in the sport of fly fishing. And that saltwater trip, mm-hmm. opposed to... A blue line, which is yeah. wild trout water getting off the beaten path, hiking in higher altitudes many times, K- smaller fish. We didn't even talk about that part. You know, going for a big fish, uh, wh- whether it be that big bass or whether it be um, a-, a private stream trophy trout, compared to a wild North Carolina trout, totally different. But then you add in that salt water. Mm-hmm. which is no hiking for the most part. He's going to be on a boat, a yep. flats boat, yep. a skiff. Um, he'll have a guide who's pulling him around. Yep. But then you mentioned it. It is a little bit more like uh, prey hunting, yep. if you will, because you're using your eyes to spot the game yep. before you even cast. You only cast, for the most part, when you see the fish that you're going to try to catch or the school of fish that are in the vicinity that you're trying to catch. So it brings a whole new uh, uh, grouping to the sport, yep. whereas you don't have to do that in uh, blue line trout fishing. Yeah, that, that saltwater flats fishing, you know, he's going to be in the bow of that, that skiff or that panga hunched forward in the ready position. It's kind of a, a fisherman's three-point stance, basically, or triple threat position with that fly and leader in one hand, rod in the other, waiting to either see nervous water or his guide call it out and he's either going to cast 20 feet or double haul up to 70 or 80 feet right that's you know in that case we're talking about golf he's he's trying to make a tee shot whereas that brook trout guy is he's got his you know sand wedge out or his putter even and he's much closer both cases you know you've got to have the skill and the right equipment because lord knows those are not the same rods reels line leader tippet and flies um, but you can do both just like someone can transition from fly fishing to conventional and back and forth because they both reinforce those skills of reading the water, knowing what presentation works, when and where. 
Um, they don't have to be mutually exclusive, but when we start going on these destination saltwater trips, that's that crazy combination of, of intense adventure, hard work, lots of fun, and there's going to be some stories. But we can get that, too, on a blue line during delayed harvest. Yes, and, and that's probably, we throw a big tent at Jesse Brown's and welcome all anglers, all adventurers, all people who want to learn how to do it right. There's no uh, right sport or wrong sport. That's right. It's just participating in them and being ready for whatever you are uh, participating in, not just from an equipment standpoint, but also from a mental preparation and expectation standpoint that so that you will uh, get the success that you need inside. And, Wes, I'm glad you mentioned golf because guess what? The President's Cup is going on Mm -hmm. at the Quail Hollow Club right down the road from Jesse Brown. So uh, we've seen an upbeat in outdoor lovers who are heading out there to watch some President's Cup golf. And we've got the GCI chairs for the spectators to sit comfortably and see their favorite golfers. Of course, it's the American team versus the international team. And um, you can be in comfort at wherever you need at the Quail Hollow Club. Just stop by Jesse Browns or jessebrowns.com to check out those chairs for comfort. I think if I had to be out there, Bill, sitting down would be nice, but having <laughs> um, a good pair of sunglasses. It's true. Because, um, you know, this time of year, the mornings we have, at least, especially by that golf course, very full brightness right there. So some Maui gems would look really good and protect your eyes. And since this is an international event, you know, that's an Illinois-based company with Japanese and Italian frames and lenses, everybody wins. Everybody It's like the United Nations over at Jesse Brown's. There's that big tent all over again. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. Stay tuned for more on the Carolina Outdoors.